so much stuff. Just from a historic standpoint and being an activist, talk a little bit about some of the stuff you did early on in your career uh, as an activist and, and, and all of the great things that you did down in New Orleans. Uh, we've been fortunate enough to have international guests, people from all over the, all over the world that come to stay with us. Uh, they look at our website because... Hi, this is Ted Kelly with another Ted's Hospitality Minute. Hey, today I am extremely honored and we are blessed to have a great guest on. His name is Don Hubbard. He is the owner and operator. He and Sheila are the owners and operators of the Hubbard Mansion in beautiful New Orleans on the historic St. Charles Avenue. Mr. Hubbard, how are you today, sir? I'm doing fantabulously well this morning. I tell you, I'm so happy to be on your program. Hey, we are extremely honored to have you, sir. You... I've heard a lot about this. <laughs> we are extremely honored to have you, and we are uh, obviously excited about hearing more about the Hubbard Mansion. Before we do that, tell us a little bit about you and your background and how you got to the hospitality world. Well, um, I grew up in New Orleans, uh, born and raised here. Wonderful, wonderful city, beautiful city, beautiful historic city. We're proud of it. And uh, went to uh, high school here in New Orleans. Got involved in everything you're supposed to get involved with. And, uh, one of the, and back in the day, I thought I could sing because everybody in my class could sing. I come out of a, uh, a class where we, uh, in my school, we had a little group called the Neville Brothers, Aaron Neville and Hart Neville and the Neville Brothers. And we had the Dixie Cups singing uh going to the chapel and you're going to get married we all thought we could sing and and what can i say i grew up uh, here got married and uh hey here i am I'm, I'm not that much to talk about maybe if you got a question <laughs> well i think there's a lot to talk about I've, I've seen some of the stuff you've been you've been doing over your uh over your lifetime you've done lots of great things but Tell us a little bit about the Hubbard Mansion. How did that How did that come to be? Who, whose vision was it? Well, you know, the Hubbard Mansion was not my idea. It was my deceased wife's idea. I made the mistake of asking uh, her, what would you like to do when you retire? And she told me, I said, oh my goodness, we've never done anything like that, uh, but let's give it a try. And, uh, as you know, uh, if you're going to do, be in the hospitality business, everything is location, location, location. And uh, the French quarters was out because that would have been a little bit more too expensive for me, I thought. So we looked around as to where we should uh, try to find a place. And the first place we tried to find was here on St. Charles Avenue. It was a house, but it didn't work out. So uh, a couple of Weeks later, I happened to be driving up St. Charles Avenue, and when I got in this block, there was a vacant lot with a little for sale sign on the lot. The only thing that was here behind the fence on that lot, which is a wrought iron fence, was a little bit of sign that said for sale, and a smaller uh, number that said a phone number. So I got out of the car, and since I'm a praying guy, I opened the gate, I walked all the way to the back of the property on the way back. I said a little prayer and I took the sign and threw it in the trunk of my car. I arranged to buy the property 
and then it took it took uh, my wife maybe two years to design the interior of the house because she was quite meticulous about that. And uh, in January of 2000, we opened. We opened the Hubbard Mansion Bed and Breakfast at 3535 St. Charles Avenue in New Orleans, Louisiana, on the historic St. Charles Avenue, and we have what we call a fantabulous, fantabulous home. And I have a fantabulous lady here who would i tell her every day sheila i'm the boss don't you ever forget that i'm the boss and uh, she says i don't i never forget it but i'm in charge of the boss so it works out fine i'm the boss but she's in charge <laughs> so so it sounds like it's a magical day every day over at the hubbard mansion well, you know, you know, it, it is because uh, we uh, we've been fortunate enough to have international guests, people from all over the all over the world that come to stay with us. Uh, they look at our website because all of our rooms are furnished with period antique furniture. Uh, most of our rooms, the furniture is either rosewood or mahogany. And uh, it's all in the period of the time. We have a couple of 200 year old beds. And uh, what can I say? It's uh, the rooms are named after the family. All of my children, uh, we don't have any Mardi Gras rooms and things like that since we spent this money building this house. We said we were going to make sure that everything that was named in here was going to be after Hubbard. So uh, here we go. We're ready to go, ready for you guys. And we have a little, a little slogan that says, it's festival time in New Orleans. Uh, come on if you're coming. And if you're coming, come on. <laughs> so, so talk a little bit about a, 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 what's a typical day like for your guests at the uh, at the Hubbard Mansion. You guys have, I'm assuming you guys have a uh, in-house chef there. You've got activities possibly. You're right on the uh, St. Charles Avenue. So I know there's lots of options there. But talk a little bit about what's a typical day like for your guests there. Well, the typical day, uh, you, the, the guests are, uh, Breakfast is from eight until nine in the morning, and uh, we, we we serve what we call a continental plus. The plus is whatever Sheila feels like fixing, and it can go from. I mean, it it runs a gamut. I mean, every uh, she has a a fantastic uh, array of things that she want to put out there on the table. Some of the some of the can you believe that some of our guests from the East Coast never had grits? They don't know what a grits is. So Sheila will serve them grits and and, uh, and, and Creole hot sausage and, and sometimes uh, shrimp and grits. And uh, what can I say? I mean, uh, I, I, I can yeah. never know what she's going to prepare in the morning for the guests. And it's a wonderful time to be around the breakfast table <laughs> because it's conversation, conversation time. Uh, our guests are from across the right. world. And usually the breakfast start off quiet until the guests get comfortable with one another and then before you know it i can't get them out of the dining room because now they're exchanging ideas and talking about where they're from and and it's a wonderful experience for us and we enjoy having them here wow that is awesome and you guys have what's the you have how many bedrooms and i think you've got them um, special themes named after different folks talk a little bit about that well, we uh, we uh, we have five 
five bedrooms in the main house. Uh, the, the one bedroom is called Henry, Henry II, because my dad's name was Henry. So we named that after my dad. And uh, uh, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful bedroom. Uh, as a matter of fact, that furniture came from a little place outside of New Orleans called Ponchatoula, Louisiana, uh, where the Strawberry, Strawberry Festival is famous. And it's a, it's a, a French design inlaid. Uh, I can't design, des describe all the furniture in detail like Sheila, that Sheila can. And uh, then we move across the we move across the hall from uh, from that room, and we go into Victoria. One of my granddaughters, her middle name is Victoria. It's Nia Victoria Russell. So we name that that room after Nia Russell. That's a two hundred year old bed. It's a four post Batista bed, and it's uh, the name of the maker of that furniture is Millard. It's a Pudin Millard bed with a matching uh, rosewood armoire. And all of the trimmings of that period is in that room. And uh, there's a, a wonderful, what they call a, a slipper couch that's in that room. In that period, there were couches where ladies sat just simply to put their slippers on. So, but we have all the trappings of what it, uh, what it takes to, to make that room comfortable. Uh, that room also adjoins to a little sitting room, uh, which we call uh, we call uh, Henry. Uh, what do we uh, uh, what do we call that room? Queendale Queendale sitting room, and that room because we have a lot of guests from Tulane University, Loyola University that bring their kids, and Dillard and Xavier University that come, and they bring their kids here to look look at New Orleans, see what it's all about. And so the parents are in the main room, and then there's this parlor room. That's uh, and the room that room is named after a man named uh, uh, Alexandria. There's a little uh, there's a there's a single bed in there, in the Alexandria room. You move on to the next room, which is Queen Dell. My mother-in-law's name was Delina, so that room is named after my mother-in-law, Delina, and that's another French furniture. Uh, authentic prints uh, came from France, and we always laugh about that room because uh, there's some things that the French did that was uh, very different. So that room is a French room. And we move across the hall from there. There's another room. The other room is called Dookie. My children call my mother Mama Dookie. So the Dookie room has a, uh, a half teaster bed. Uh, that bed was uh, my grandmother's bed. It came from Bayou Lafourche, Louisiana. That bed is also over 200 years old with a matching armoire, and it's all uh, mahogany furniture in that room. Then we move on to the other room that's called Breon. Breon is named after one of my granddaughters. Uh, that's another, another di different design, and um, it's another king-size room. Uh, you move from that room, and you go on to, uh, to the dining room. Uh, the dining room has, uh, Sheila has all this fancy, uh, what do you call all that, Sheila? Like fancy dining room, stuff on a dining room table. Old country roads dishes. Uh, wow. I mean, uh, you know, she, what can I say? I'm the boss, but she's in charge. So it's laid out for there. And then 
And, 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 and guess what? When you move upstairs, we have a lot of cocktail parties, fundraisers for folks who want to come. We can serve up to, up to 55, 55, maybe 60 people in our upstairs dining room. And we're right here on the avenue. The streetcar stops right in front of our door. We, everybody brags about the streetcar on St. Charles Avenue. Uh, we, we won't let anybody call it a trolley. It's a streetcar. It's the longest operating streetcar in America. And it stops right outside the door. Here we are. If you, if you go to the left of the Hubbard Mansion, that means you're going toward Canal Street, which is uh, the street that divides uptown from downtown where Bourbon Street is. If you go out of the mansion and you go to the right, you go to where uh, Tulane University, Loyola University, uh, a half a dozen churches, uh, two synagogues right here on our street. And uh, we have a lot of famous people in New Orleans, uh, the Livingston family, for an example, that's the famous people here, here in New Orleans. There's a Livingston school here. And there was another famous guy at Livingston who helped to um, save a lot of folks during hurricane, was pulling them out the water because he's a, I think he's, I don't know if he was the captain of a boat or he just had a boat and he drove around the city. <laughs> I say, once you ask me about New Orleans, I can't stop talking, man. I mean, everything is wonderful. I mean, we got all, we got all the food and the music you need, food and the music you need here. And uh, we don't take yes. ourselves too serious, but we just try to do our darndest to entertain the world once you're here. Wow. Yeah. And you've got a, and you've got a beautiful location. It sounds like that location is great for hosting all types of events, probably uh, wedding parties and, you know, receptions and all types of social activities. And you're right on St. Charles. How about that? That is awesome. They call it the historic St. Charles Avenue. You know, I was talking to a friend of mine the other day and he asked me, he said, well, what does it take to rent a room? Well, I had to straighten him out because we don't rent rooms at the Hubbard Mansion. We have house guests. You're the guest in our home. You may you may rent a room at some hotel or something, but if once you cross the sill of the door at the Hubbard Mansion, you're the guest of the Hubbard too. So we have house guests. Wow. Because wow. we live here. You know what? We are we are <laughs> we are so lucky to have you. And then um before I before I let you go, I want to talk real briefly about you as a historical icon in the New the New Orleans area. You you've done so much stuff just from a historic standpoint and being an activist. Talk a little bit about some of the stuff you did early on in your career uh, as an activist and, and and all of the great things that you did down in New Orleans. I don't know. I don't talk about that too much because I want the guests to keep coming. <laughs> you know, early early on, I was a, a member of the Congress of Racial Equality, a member of CORE, and I did my uh, uh, contributions to, to the civil rights movement. I, uh, I worked in Mississippi uh, with a dear friend of mine named James Cheney. Uh, and uh, I, um, well, I'm the guy that uh, Lena Horne arranged 
to give um, some transportation to the kids and those of us working in the voter registration in Mississippi. And I, I was, well, I, I drove the car from New York uh, down to Mississippi and turned it over to my friend James Cheney. And um, three, three, four days later, what have you, the telephone rang that uh, Cheney was missing with two of the kids. So Cheney, Swerner, and Goodman were all murdered in that car. I still have a, uh, a heavy heart when I talk about that situation uh, because uh, they only wanted people to be able to register to vote. They want they want revolutionists. They were just wanted people to have an equal opportunity to be able to participate as as Americans in this country. And uh, and you know, so I I, uh, I organized the, the march on City Hall. Uh, we only drew ten thousand people, but that's the best I can do. The, uh, to start to try to change things around, since since we didn't go to the march on Washington. We decided that all politics is local. We have to change things locally here. So I was, uh, I was put out front to organize the march on City Hall. Uh, I was also uh, honored by the American Civil Liberties Union because I uh, stopped a piece of legislation that would have uh, really damaged us as a as a group of people here in New Orleans. Uh, you you do things because you. Not because you're stepping out to try to be somebody's hero. You know, you really push yourself to do things so your children can have a better life. And, uh, you know, uh, we always we always knew that in our travels, we were not the heroes. Uh, the heroes were the people who had to stay there once we left. When, you, uh, when you're in a town and you're trying to push people to do something that's never happened there before. And you know the danger of that while you're there. Uh, but when you leave, when you leave these folks there to continue to push, they're the heroes. So, you know, we're like the Pied Pipers. I, uh, I built this house on St. Charles Avenue. We moved in in January of 2000. And interestingly enough, during this period of time, and as of right now, there are only uh, two black families that own houses on this street because this was a, a section of town that uh, it was not supposed to happen. But here I am. It happened. So what can I say? You do things, you do things because it's the right thing to do. And uh, so yeah. you pick at stores, you sit in, uh, you organize demonstrations at Southern University where they, where you are uh, tear gassed, and fire hoses and what have you. Not because you're out there to try to be somebody's hero. You're simply out there to make sure that you can make some change for your children. Yeah. And it made a difference. Oh, Sheila reminded me that uh, when they first opened the Louisiana Superdome, a lot of people were pressing the uh, folks to have jobs in the Superdome. But we kind of looked at it a little bit differently. We wanted to be able to not go to work in the dome, but to own a company that operated the Superdome. So if you're ever in New Orleans and you walk into the Louisiana Superdome, 
When they first opened the doors of the Louisiana Superdome, everybody in the Superdome who worked there, with the exception of food and electrical, everybody worked for me. My company had 1,300 full-time employees. The company was called Superdome Services. We operated that Superdome for five years. And uh, what can I say? We uh, SSI was known around the world. We were able to employ uh, people who never really had jobs before. I mean, everybody who worked there, the ushers, security, uh, the box office, the uh, field setup, Everybody, if you walked in the Superdome, you work for Superdome Services. Other than, other than if you work for food concession or if you work for the ele- electrical engineers. So that was another little thing that I, w- I was involved with putting together. And kind of building. And, and okay, Sheila's over, Sheila's over there edging me on. I, I, was, I was invited to go to a, a boxing match. I was invited to go to a boxing match in, in, in Las Vegas, Nevada. That boxing match was between Muhammad Ali and Leon Spinks. I went to the boxing match. I was invited by one of the guys that worked for the promoter. And afterwards, I went to the press conference and I saw what they did. So I started, I guess, typical New Orleans style saying, you guys don't know what you're doing. Uh, And they said, what do you mean? I said, you guys are just brokers. You You don't know how to promote. And so they say, well, what do you know how to do? I say, well, I think the, the, the rematch, since Muhammad Ali lost the fight, the rematch should be in New Orleans at the Superdome. So I talked myself into uh, promoting the fight in New Orleans. So I call myself the world's greatest promoter. It's called, it was called a September to Remember. At 1978, is that right, Sheila? Yes, sir. It's called 1978 at the Louisiana Superdome between Muhammad Ali and Leon Spence. And uh, it was a bit of a success. I only drew 76,000 people. <laughs> we held the world's record for the, for the largest boxing match in an in in indoor boxing match in the history of this country. And that's why I say I'm the world's greatest wow. boxer for me. I had never seen a live fight but once. And the second one, I promoted the greatest one. Why not? You know? <laughs> because Man. because my, whenever yeah. I would complain about whenever I complain about something that didn't happen, my mother would always say, well, baby, they're waiting for you to change it. So I didn't like the way they were promoting, so I changed it. Wow. Wow. Now, you, do you want to share that, uh, give you the opportunity to share the story about the, the uh, rail car and your mom and that story? Or, or do you want to impart that on me later on when I'm down in New Orleans? I'm going to give you the details on that one when you get it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, let me do this. Are there any upcoming events or any special events coming up in the New Orleans area that you guys want to talk about where those folks should definitely uh, put the Hubbard Mansion on their calendar to be there? Well, we have the Jazz Fest that's coming up. Uh, There's also going to be the French Quarter Festival. And there's going to be the Big Essence Music Festival weekend, which is the 4th of July weekend. Uh, 
Wow, that's every, right. Every weekend, there's, every weekend there's a festival here in New Orleans. Uh, we have the Fried Chicken Festival. We have the uh, uh, the Creole uh, Creole Tomato Festival. We have the Gumbo Festival. I mean, uh, every weekend there's uh, there's something going on in New Orleans. This is a festival town. And and let me tell you, if you're coming, you got to come, because uh, if you want to be my house guest, you got to get an early booking, because they're coming in here. <laughs> and and we have the That's and we have right. graduation right. and we have graduation from the universities. Uh, the uh, people are coming yep. in for their kids are graduating from college, and they want to be here. They want to have a little cocktails or whatever here, and we're the place for them. So we do small events. Yeah. We don't. Yeah, we don't do events where they hang from the chandeliers, uh, but we do small, quiet events in here. Okay, well, awesome. Well, you know what? I am one of those uh, graduation guests that's looking forward to spending time down at the Hubbard Mansion in uh, in late May. So I am uh, I'm planning on picking up our conversation on the rocking chair on the front porch with you dropping more knowledge on me about all of the wonderful things that you've done and things about the Hubbard Mansion when I get down there. Well, let me say this. We always laugh when uh, our guests say about the front porch. You know, I was corrected when I moved here. I was told that it's not the porch. You will be sitting with me on a veranda. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, that's, that's my bougie. That's my bougie. That's my bougie side. We'll sit on the veranda and uh, we'll <laughs> and, and we'll 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 sip a little Kool Aid as we watch the streetcar pass and, and people that'll be yes yes moving up and down the avenue. <laughs> and yes, just remember, yes, and looking it's forward. 45, to it. It's thirty-five. It's <laughs> thirty-five. Thirty-five St. Charles Avenue, and it's the Hubbard Mansion, bed and breakfast. And you can find us on YouTube. Just go to Hubbard Mansion, New Orleans. We'll pop up. And you can see all of our rooms online. You can pick the room you want to stay in. All the rooms are online. Uh, it, there's a history of the house that's online. And here we are. We, we, we've got a wide open book for you to take a look at. Yes, absolutely. And to all of our audience, make sure you go on youtube and like and subscribe to the hubbard mansion and also we will post this video on linkedin as well and on our podcast on spotify and apple so it'll be there so folks can find you there and uh please check out the hubbard mansion and hi miss sheila i see you back there hello and <laughs> thank you i'm yes. i'm the boss i'm the boss and, uh, I'm I'm in charge of the boss. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I I think. <laughs> but we thank you guys so much for giving us a few minutes of your time today. We love the Hubbard Mansion. We look forward to seeing you guys soon. And we ask all of our audience and our viewers, please, if you're going to be in the New Orleans area, it's a must to stop by the Hubbard Mansion or stay at the Hubbard Mansion and say hello to these two icons. Mr. Hubbard and Miss Sheila, and they will take care of you for sure. This has been another Ted's Hospitality Minute. Thank, Thank you guys you. for joining us. I'm sorry. Go, Miss Sheila. Come on if you're coming, and if you're coming, come on. <laughs>
<laughs> this has been another Ted's Hospitality Minute. We thank you guys so much for joining us. Uh, we'll see you next time. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you.